You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I just want to jump right in because I know you've had sick family. It's 9 p.m. on a Thursday. We're going to try to make this a tight 60 minutes. Yeah, that sounds that sounds elite to me. Of so, yeah, getting, so let's jump right bed. in. Um, not really going to talk about basketball, even though there was a couple basketball games. Baylor we won, won big. Yes. By a uh, lot of points against and think, a very bad basketball team. There and you I go. think women had another game tonight, and they won or winning at this mm-hmm. point in time. And the men uh, play tomorrow night tomorrow. against Norfolk State against yes. another against another bad basketball team. So. so, so let's jump right into thoughts of the OU game. General thoughts. We were ready for OU. Yes, I mean you don't. We didn't play great, really. Uh, or not everyone did. It was, it was a little bit shaky for, for it was a, it was a it was a it was a sandwich game like but on right. like crappy Absolutely. bread like the like just like plain plain old like not good white bread where it's just like you got into it and the first layer is that that crappy white bread you're like oh, this doesn't look great but then you got to this like really good meat in the middle where you were kind of dominating and then you ended with some more of just like the crap bread. Yeah, and like they say on the solid verbal, you know, you want to win like your clunkers. And so like you you have a bad game. At least you if you have a bad game, you want to at least come out with a win, which Baylor did. All this game did to me. I mean, I was very excited to beat Oklahoma. Um, but all this game did to me was make me sit there and go, like, how did we lose to West Virginia? Yeah. Um, because even like Dave Aranda mentioned it in the in the post game, you know, they were people were saying like this is just like Morgantown. You know, it feels just yeah, like they Morgantown. were saying West Virginia on the sidelines. Like remember the Alamos, like remember West Virginia. <laughs> don't let this happen again. Oh man, I, I don't know. I don't know how we lost how we lost that game. Um and uh, really, I'm gonna give Squirrel that last touchdown. So really it was like 45 to 35. I mean, we won by like 10. Yeah, that's true. I he mean, gave it, it, up. He didn't he would have scored. Well, yeah, I mean, he he won the game by doing that. So, yeah, yes, he, he yes. basically had 200 yards and three touchdowns is essentially yeah. what he earned. Because yeah. he, he finished with 192 like, yards, two touchdowns. I think 
I think that's an implied touchdown. I think we can just go ahead and chalk that up. Yeah. And you can give him the eight extra yards. It was 200. Yeah. But yeah, I was the same way. And really, during the I, that, I never got to the point of the game where I was like, you know, we're Baylor's. I was never uncomfortable feeling watching the game. Like West Virginia, I was like, oh, we're going to, you know, at points you're like, I don't know if we're going to pull this out. Because it just kept on answering. West Virginia did. And then you really thought, man, this doesn't, this doesn't feel, I don't feel good. Yeah. No, this game more felt like, why is it this close? Yeah, it shouldn't be. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, yeah. But we did what we had to do. Came away with a win to set up future big time stakes games. So, yeah, absolutely. You're, you are. 100% in the driver's seat for your own season. Um, Cause another big thing that happened this week was Kansas beat Oklahoma state, which gave Oklahoma, Oklahoma state. state. Yeah. Yep. Gave them their third conference loss. So which means effectively. Yeah. And well, what it means for Baylor now is you don't have to, there's nobody that you have to rely yeah. on. You 100% you control your own destiny. Right. Absolutely. You, you just went out here in the year. You're in Arlington. Yeah. I mean, just to run through, the week 10 you mentioned kansas beat oklahoma state oklahoma state's in a bad way they're banged up i think spencer sanders is out for a few weeks i think i heard something today like he may have like a sprain or a broke or cracked something like clavicle or collarbone yeah it's so it's, I, mean, I don't know how he's gonna worse play. than just like a, a weird thing yeah so i mean i don't and so they're starting to back up um so yeah i don't know how many more wins they have in them. There's only three games left. Um, and of course, Texas did what Texas does. You know, they jumped up big and then almost and tried to lose the game. They're the like opposite of TCU. You know, where TCU gets behind and comes back, Texas like gets big and then tries to lose games. Yeah, Texas had no business only winning this by a touchdown. They were up what 31 yeah. to yeah, 31 to 10 at half. Yeah, I think they scored like 34-27. They, they, yeah, they, they they were like outscored like severely only scored like a field goal in the second half in the second half which is that's what they do really they they struggle second half scoring for whatever reason um so speaking of tcu they also scored 34 points they beat tech by 10 and this game was a lot closer late and then texas tech did kind of what they've been doing the last few weeks is just have a myriad of mistakes yeah, but this I, seems to they be did the knock out for TCU and they who they are. Up. Yeah, and I think we can. It's safe to say, like TCU. I don't want to say like they try to hurt quarterbacks or players, but they are aggressive. And so, if you are going to run as a quarterback, they're gonna they're gonna make you pay for it. Yeah, now, there is. Now, with Baron Morton, I will say this. I, I watched that, and I saw it a few times. The DC player did twist his ankle. Who's I guess he was already, like, kind of gimpy. And, I mean, you saw the tackle. Like, he kept on twisting after. I, you know. I don't know. It didn't look. It, I, I hate TCU more than any other school. And I don't know. I didn't think it was. And I, I would, I would I agree with you bad. if it was isolated. But we were talking on this is number five. Yeah, but it's not the same player. Like it's not like no. it's it's not like a Dominican Sue where you're just no, like, oh, that's yeah, what I think. Like they're that. just I, I don't know. Like, well, like I've talked to I've talked to a couple of people about this, and 
it's it's almost like one of those things where it's like yeah there once a coincidence continues to happen over yeah. and over again it kind of stops being a coincidence and that's yeah. kind of where we're sitting right now but man, well, i just want to say i think they're one aggressive. of those in a vacuum and you're just kind of like oh man that sucks I, I i don't think tcu i don't think there's like any like bounty program or anything no. going on no but like like i said like the um kansas quarterback that was a that was a thing we la- he landed on weird and it, it he got hurt that's that happens I think uh, Dylan Gabriel was a little bit borderline. Like, yeah, but I mean, the same thing that happened to Dylan Gabriel happened to Shapen against West Virginia. Yeah, and I think it, I still. Think, I mean, it's not I like it's isolated the, to just TCU has that happen. No, no. Um, but yeah, but like you were saying, like a couple times, it's a coincidence. But now we're talking about like this has been consecutive weeks, right? I think I think what is probably likely is Sonny Dykes included. Or, or some kind of like um, side effect of the monkey's paw that he is using for this undefeated season is that like his wins come at the cost of injuring other teams' quarterbacks or something. And the way that the monkey's paw will inevitably end is like Max Duggan will get hurt or something at the end of the year, ruining their chances to make the play. I don't know. Um, but that's the, the only every, explanation I can have for TCU's member. meteoric well, rise is that, is that Sunny Dykes bought a monkey's paw. That's, that's what's going on here. Well, I mean, to be fair, like Quentin Johnson, he had an ankle problem. He didn't play. So. True. Uh, special request. Please make this. Uh, please title this episode. TCU has a monkey paw. Monkey's paw. Problem. TCU has a monkey's paw. I got you. <laughs> um, so Iowa State got their first uh, conference win. Congratulations. Good for them. Uh, they won 31-14 over West Virginia. West Virginia. They're in a, a pretty bad spot. And then we already talked about, you know, Baylor kind of took care of the on the road. A little bit more hostile than I thought it would be environment, but still not not overwhelmingly bad. But it's still going on. It's like Baylor's only done this like one other time, one in Norman, like in, or even like beating OU in back-to-back seasons. So, yeah, 2014 was the last time. Yeah, 13-14 um, and, and then 21-22. So it kind of all everything happened to set up like this four way race for the getting to the Big 12 championship where TC is the obvious leader undefeated. And then you have three teams tied for second place at four and two in conference with Texas, Baylor and Kansas State. And just so happens all those teams play each other this week. Yeah, it's a. It's a fun conference. It is not a conference that you want to be a part of right now as if you're looking to win a national championship, that's just not going to happen out of the big 12. Um, but me personally, like it's going to be really, really fun down to the first week of December. Like it's getting down to just who are the two teams that are going to be there. Cause they're still, I mean, TCU is nine and oh, six and oh right now. Um, they could very well not make the big 12 title game. That's still in the cards for them is to not make it. Yeah. They, they could be, they could end up being nine and three. Yeah, and, and it, it's legitimately possible in this conference is that they just they just poop themselves and lose the next three games. Yeah, because you and don't end up in Texas this week, then Baylor, and then you wrap up with um, I think it's Iowa State. Iowa State who could be who could be fighting for a bowl like you know like that would it's the most Iowa State thing ever would be to beat them. So so. Yeah, I mean, there's so much that's unknown in this conference, and it's it's been so fun this season. 
just something as simple as having Kansas be an acceptable football team. Like, I mean, they're a bowl eligible. They're going to go to a bowl game. Congratulations to Kansas. Yes, but absolutely. The, just simply having them not be total garbage has, has elevated this conference so much. It's crazy. Yeah. And like we've talked about before, even the, the teams on the, on the lower end, which Iowa state and West Virginia, they're not like Kansas bad, how they bad used to be, you know, Right. They're not going one and you know eleven or anything like that. They're they're competitive in games. They beat you know I would say probably West Virginia's the worst team, and they beat not us. probably they, they beat are Baylor. definitely the worst team in the in the conference. And we lost to them. We'll find out. It just um, bothers me. Yeah, yeah. So I guess they are the worst team because they had the 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 battle for last place last week and Iowa State won. So yeah, by seventeen. So yeah, for sure. Um, so let's take a look at this week just to before we jump into really breaking down KSU, the Kansas State game. So the first game of the day is speaking of West Virginia, they welcome in Oklahoma to Morgantown. And that is 11 a.m. on FS1. OU is an eight point favorite. Yeah, this game, you've got a two and four team in conference in Oklahoma, a one and five team in conference in West Virginia. If West Virginia were to win this game and another game in, in Iowa state, if like we'll get to them, but if they were to win as well, it, this would put Oklahoma at last place. Yeah. Um, which is wild to think about. Right. And it would put Oklahoma at five and five, which would mean, our prediction of the eight and four Oklahoma yeah. Sooners would be wrong, but in the direction right. that neither of us could have ever imagined. Yeah, we were just we were too optimistic. <laughs> we did our preview. That could be crazy because you could you you're still talking about if if West Virginia wins this football game, Oklahoma is still not bowl eligible going into with two weeks left. You know, yeah, not even the with, most like that's not yeah. that's not even on the Oklahoma fan radar. Making a bowl game, not making, if there like, was, yeah, not making. I, a bowl I, game. I can't even imagine the last time Oklahoma didn't make a bowl, and that's legitimately on the table for them right now. That said, this yeah. game is on the road it, for them. It's in yes. it's in Morgantown. They're an eight point favorite for a reason. I I cannot believe Bailey lost to West Virginia. West Virginia is not gonna. I don't think they're winning another conference game this year. We're gonna be, we're gonna look back at that one and just really shake our heads. Oklahoma's gonna cover. I think. Yeah, and I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna talk about West Virginia anymore. I was about to go into something, but I'm not gonna do it. I think it's hard. Morgantown's a hard place to play. As we talked about, they beat Baylor there. They played TCU tight. You know, you know they had no business being within ten points of TCU in the final score, and you know that was a close game up until the end. Um, Oklahoma's offense defense is not good, but neither really is West Virginia's. This could, I think, this will look a lot like the Baylor West Virginia game. Okay, fair enough. But see, I think Oklahoma, Oklahoma wins. cover, I, not to cover. No, I think West Virginia covers the eight points, but I think Oklahoma wins. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, our next game that we have on the slate, two thirty p.m. So we got one only one eleven a.m. game this week. Uh, two thirty on ESPNU. Uh, the Iowa State Cyclones head to Stillwater, Oklahoma, to face off against the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Um, Oklahoma State, a deceiving six and three, three and three in conference. 
um, with the current state of affairs, as we mentioned earlier at quarterback and some other stuff that they have going on. They've been really just falling apart. Iowa State yeah. at four and five, one and five. Some could argue might be a little bit better than that record would show. They've just not been able to actually win games. I think that's um, fair. I think four and five is fair. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it, they're, they're one of those teams where it's like, their offense is bad. It is. It's legitimately bad. But their defense is so good, and they're one of those really teams good. where, like, you could if you flipped a few plays, they they would be two and four instead of one. I think it's a offense. state law in Iowa; you have to have good defense and bad offense. Yeah, it's just yeah, you're not allowed if to. You're have good a, a, like a university in Iowa. Yeah, they uh, they I think that was actually on the ballot yesterday. Yeah, yeah, they, they passed. it was a yeah, yeah. It, it was it was an official state amendment that that actually passed bipartisan. Um, <laughs> at any rate, Iowa State. At one in five in the Big Twelve, is a one point favorite on the road in Stillwater. This is I understand because the way Oklahoma State's look, but I still think it's. I mean, it has to be the quarterback situation for Oklahoma State, and so I mean, this is essentially like a pick 'em, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, this is like this is them saying Iowa State's like a four point favorite on a neutral site. Yeah. This is what I think, Matt. Yeah, I'm. This perplexes me. I think Matt Campbell every year does better in November than he does in August, and I think every year Mike Gundy does a little bit worse as the yeah. season goes. I'm taking I'm taking Iowa State to win a very close one. It's going to be low scoring, but Iowa State pulls it out in the end. I am going to agree with you i think iowa state does because i just think oklahoma state's just in a a bad place yeah spiraling the the place that you want to like that you don't want to have issues is your offense when you're playing against iowa state yeah and i think quarterback play if you've seen they could get shut out again which they've been shut out already so yeah absolutely so we agree on that one Iowa State comes away with that win. Um, 6 p.m. Our slate of night games. A slate of night games, absolutely. Finally, the Big 12 gets some night games. This one, no one will see because it's on ESPN Plus, but Kansas travels to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. Texas Tech is a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. Um, Kansas, like you said, got their sixth win, which I didn't know if they would looking at their their back half of their um, – Schedule. I didn't know if they had another win on there. I didn't foresee Oklahoma State completely cratering. So that's where it came from. So they are bowl eligible and good for Kansas to be bowl eligible. I mean, right now we have like what? How many teams are bowl eligible? Like six? Yes. Uh, let's see. Six. TCU, Texas, Kansas, Oklahoma State, uh, Baylor, and Kansas State. Yeah. Yeah. The only ones that so, aren't yeah. are Oklahoma, West Virginia, Iowa State, and. Texas Texas Tech. Tech. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, 60% of the conference is bowl eligible, which is awesome. Um, They, I don't know, this game, I think Texas Tech is going to be able to score some points against Kansas, especially at home at night. You know, we've we've talked about how it is to play in Lubbock at night. Um. I don't know how fired up they'll be because they are a four and five team. It's not the same thing as playing like a Baylor to 
and the, everything that was going around that game. But I do think it's Texas Tech is good enough to beat Kansas. This is a must win for Texas Tech in my mind. Absolutely. Because if you lose this, you're four and six. You've got a game in Ames and you've got Oklahoma at home that you would have to win both of to make it to a bowl game. Absolutely. You don't want to go. I mean, I love Joey McGuire. I think he's going to do good things there, but it doesn't matter who you are. You can't go from being bowl eligible under a coach that you fired. Yeah. To being not bowl eligible the next year. If I'm at five and three. Um, Right. They're four and five. So, you know, and you can make arguments about who they played fair, whatever. Um, Doesn't matter. Like nobody cares at the end of the day. They look at the the win loss line. Um, So Texas tech absolutely has to win this game. I just don't like, I I've heard, I think they're going to start Tyler shook in this one. Um, Like Donovan Smith was listed on as the QB one on the depth chart. Now that doesn't really mean anything. You know, Joey just, coached at Baylor for five years. Jeff parts really depth parts don't really mean anything. Um, and Kansas is back at full strength now. Yeah, they're yeah, they're both quarterbacks. I don't know who will start in that game. Um, Jason Bean played really good against Oklahoma State. Looks really, I mean, he he's not a kid. Like I heard other people talk about this. Like he has like if he gets an open field, like he's gone. Yeah, you're not gonna. I mean, it's like. He's 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 very fast and he has he's very athletic. And so I just don't know if who will go with my, my gut is like they, they may just stay with you know the right now the hot hand, you know. Who's not coming off an injury? I don't know how to pick this game because it's it's a big deal for tech. It's not a big deal for Kansas. Like I I it's it would be interesting to see how Kansas responds after the Essentially, the job is done. Um, yeah. So, do they do they have the level of like I want to keep playing for stuff? And it, it, it maybe they possibly could be in a look ahead spot. They got um, yeah. Texas big rivalry. Yeah, Next huge week. rivalry. Next maybe week. the biggest in the country. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you can call it a rivalry though, because it's pretty one sided. Um, but I don't know how I pick this game. I'm gonna go ahead. You know, you know, since 2021. Uh, Texas has never beaten Kansas. Texas never beaten Kansas. Yeah, never. Um, I don't know what I th- I th- I think this might be a letdown game for Kansas. So I'm gonna say Tech makes it to five and five, gives themselves a, a breath to take to get to bowl eligibility, and Tech Tech wins by four, so they cover. Yeah, and I think the way I see this is as being like a high scoring game. That's, yeah. that's 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 how I think Texas Tech's gonna win. Yeah, just outscore them because yeah. you're at home. Okay. All right. Um, then the latest game of the week, 6 30 p.m. on Big Boy ABC. Game day game. Game day. That's right. Number in no, it's not big noon. Um, because it's is 6 30, so it couldn't be. Uh, no. uh the number four monkey's paw TCU. Horned frogs, which is a lizard. Uh, it's not a frog. Um, nine and oh, six and oh, undefeated on the year. Head to Austin, Texas to take on the number 18 
Texas Longhorns, six and three overall, four and two in the Big 12, same record as Baylor. Um, number 18 in the country on the uh, the merit of not losing that bad to a multi-loss Alabama team. Uh, God, I love this stupid sport. Uh, Texas at home, a seven point, a full touchdown favorite over the number four team in the country. Um, TCU largely this year. It, the, like we, we talked about, this is these two teams are the polar opposites of each other. Texas yeah. is a team that wants to jump, that jumps out and gets a lead early, but then has to scramble to do everything they can to hold it late. Almost all of their losses, they have held a lead in the second half over the last couple of years. It appears that Steve Sarkeesian, not great at making halftime adjustments. TCU, on the other hand, under Sonny Dykes this year, um, starts slow, but beats you in the fourth quarter. Um, whether that's due to your own mistakes, injuries to your offensive players in the second half, whatever it may be, uh, TCU seems to find a way to win games. Um, my guess is a monkey's paw that Sonny Dykes has. Matt, does Texas have the ability to beat TCU by more than a touchdown at DKR? Oh, I think they absolutely do. Um, Talent-wise, I mean, just if you go across the board, I mean, they're offensively, they're loaded. They're loaded. Defense, they're playing really good. And now they do, like we talked about, they tend to give up late points, second half points. But they, they, you see bright spots of, on the defensive side of the ball. So I think absolutely Texas could beat TCU by seven points. I like, and I'm of two minds with this one. On one hand, I really want TCU to be undefeated when they come to Baylor next week so that Baylor can potentially be the team to upset their season. However, Texas, I think, is capable of, of winning this game. They do have someone on their staff who's familiar with everyone on this team. And that's one, Gary Patterson, who's on the has some role. Is it, what's he an advisor or something? Yeah, he's analyst a analyst uh, of some sort. Analyst. Or, yeah. Right, so basically, some... he you're only allowed to have so many coaches on a on a college team, so you can go hire analysts that don't that aren't technically coaches, um, and they're not. Allowed, I don't think they're allowed to be on the sidelines during games. Um, but yeah, he's he's essentially an assistant coach that that helps Sark. Yes. Yeah, so. Which I like. I don't know how much that plays into anything. Um, I'm sure it's a motivating factor for him to to beat TCU, considering they have a statue of him and they fired him in the middle of the season last year. Um, so I'm gonna I'm leaning Texas because I, I do think you know TCU's been playing with fire for like multiple weeks. And if eventually it's, it's going to catch up with you. You want to know what I think happens in this game? Yes. I think Texas is going to be up by 28 points at halftime. 20, maybe 24. Yeah, I can totally see that. And then TCU is going to make a mad scramble to come back. And we'll have the ball last in the fourth quarter down by four points. And they will not be able to score a touchdown. Um, and Texas will win by four. That's what I think. I think Texas wins, TCU covers. Okay, so I'm going to go just to be different. I think I think Texas will win by seven. Okay, so you're going to go full cover for seven. Texas. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we Joe both looks, have TCU getting their first loss. Yes. 
And you, you you talked about this earlier. We were talking about kind of breaking down the standings. In my mind, I kind of think if they get that first loss, you know, they could rack up a lot another loss or two before the season's over. Because mm-hmm. you know, you as we witnessed last year with Baylor, you know, it's like you're holding teams are holding so tightly when they're undefeated for so long. And the smallest little, you know, mistake or loss can just kind of let you give you questioning, like, are we really that good? And then kind of that can lead to more losses. I mean, I would, I really want to do what they did to us last year, almost by, you know, we were, had one loss and then we would have finished with only one loss. It wasn't for TCU. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think, I think Texas can, is going to give them that loss this week though. All right, Matt, take us into the game of the week. Okay. So Joe, do you have like a color preference for going to football games? Like uh, for like the clothing that I wear? Yeah. Like do you, Prefer like one color over another when you go I sit to the games? in the press box. Or do you like so. a certain like here's my thing when it comes to like uniforms? I'm I love I'm a monochrome uniform guy. I love the all greens, the all whites. That's my, see, jam. That's I, my I jam. I I have I've made myself perfectly clear on this. I think I think it's sports and it's stupid that we spend as much money, time, and like brain power as we do on them. That's what makes them so amazing. But at the end of the day, yeah. it's just a stupid game invented for children. Sure. So my thought is make it as stupid and wild as you like. I love Oregon. I love Maryland. I oh, God. I love like well, Maryland's ugly off like the ugly, well, nastiest, shiniest. Let me see the chrome from space. uniform. that's what I liked. I liked the back um, previous regimes. Whenever we did like the chrome, I, I liked it because, uh, yeah, let's be a little bit flashy yeah I, I like peacocking man yeah and i i like i wish we had more variety in our our colors our uniform you know, like i wish we did we still had like an anthracite or black or whatever the case may be um i but we don't, don't believe Javon overshone does. has said that there are no black uniforms yes and i I even mentioned on Twitter, people were talking about, man, if they came out, I'm just going to be crazy. And I was like, I love this, like this fanfic going on on Twitter that like Baylor somehow has a secret black uniform. I, d- I, I, I was bought into the conspiracy theory that um, that they had had something in the closet that they were waiting for the right time to pull out. And that's why I, I also had the theory that like maybe somebody somebody there had gotten a cool idea and decided to do something out of the box, which was create that Twitter account. That was like blackout McLean. I was yeah. like, you know what? what it what, The conspiracy theory out there was like, it was created by Baylor to get the fans to then get excited about a blackout for then the Baylor official account to come out and say, you know what? Sure. We'll do a I blackout. Know, man. I could go deep into this, this conspiracy theory of like, I know for pretty i'm pretty certain just listening to macro it's like they were concerned about ticket sales for this game and yeah. they don't really do a good job of of marketing 
Oh, it's it's not this great. Particular. And I don't know. What, and I think it's I don't just want to blame the administration for that. We're getting away from the game here, but um, it's, no, it's all part of the game. All yeah, like the engagement with the fans, the fan engagement back. Like I, I don't want to sound like old man yells at cloud, but man, we have like uh, I'm I'm not afraid to call out my own people. We've been a whiny bunch the last couple of years. I feel like like my god, um, the days of just feeling like the underdog and going out there and being wild and crazy and fun and like being like oh my god we're Baylor we're finally here let's just enjoy this ride like I don't, I don't know what happened but that that vibe is gone and kind of replaced with this just like why should I have to do I want to do things my way like well, yeah I feel that sometimes like when they try to do the gold out and like no mm-hmm. one wears gold yep <laughs> or a large number of people don't wear gold because they don't like the color of gold we wear and then there's so many people that I see arguing on Twitter about like, oh, I don't like this one. Let's go back to the old stuff. Let's like, or yeah, and we're then not I see going people come in and be like, stuff. it's 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 the actual school. Like, guys, who cares? Who cares? Again, it's a stupid game. It's a stupid game. Um, Just be happy. Support your school. I wish we had black uniforms. That'd be sweet. Yeah, maybe they lied to us and they will pull them out. But they or maybe what I didn't listen to it. I, I heard that she was on. Um, with like David I, just saw, I saw the quote written out and what she said was along the lines I you know um that it would not technically be against the rules for them to have black uniforms based off of their agreement with Nike but that black uniforms were not created when they did this and they do not have and I like the exact quote was something along the lines of like we don't have black uniforms hiding in the closet that we're waiting to pull out. Like she, she was pretty clear. What about and, anthracite? Do we have anthracite hiding in the closet? No, there, there, it was not something tongue in cheek like that. We're going to come out in all green. I guarantee you. Well, I heard a rumor that there was an update. There was like an anthracite update. Now that was a rumor. Never like, that was like maybe a year ago. I don't think, I don't think they would have waited this long for anthracite. You could wear anthracite in a day game. and It looks great. Like if there was, if they had anthracite, we would have worn it against Texas. I don't know. I don't know. I have, I don't, we don't do a great job of, of this type of stuff. So I don't, I'm not sure. You're probably absolutely correct. And that's how my feeling was earlier today. I was like, we don't have any secret uniforms. So yeah, there are no secret uniforms. You can, you know, be excited for this fantasy. That's not going to happen. That's fine. It's, but there's no like black or gray or anthracite uniforms you're, they're gonna pop out not saying i mean it would be cool if she was lying yeah <laughs> and there are or they pulled some strings i don't know how they got some together in like three days but that's not gonna happen so as the game itself yeah let's on to the real <laughs> game we are blacking out McLean. So the, if you the are fans on being, are blacking sure out McLean. Black. So yeah, make sure you wear black. It, it, what it, time look, is this game? What's the network? What's our spread? What are we looking at here, Matt? So it's 6 p.m. Got, got a not game. And it's on FS1, in which Baylor is a two and a half point favorite, home favorite. Um, I'm kind of disappointed this game wasn't the Fox game because it was like one of those six day window games and i think it's because kansas, well, kansas state, state lost. lost if it would if they would have been but if still, they had beaten texas we would have yeah we would have been the big fox game but um so anyway it's on fs1 still a night game 
on national TV. So number 19, Kansas State. And like I said, Baylor is a two and a half point favorite. Um, how do you see this game going? What are your thoughts on the game? Uh, I've, I've, I've sat here all day thinking about this, Matt. And I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick Baylor to lose because I think Baylor's going to lose. I think we're going to come off the high of winning at Oklahoma. We're going to come back home. Uh, we are absolutely terrible at stopping mobile quarterbacks and Adrian Martinez, even though he was kind of held in check last week, still had 14 carries for 52 yards and a touchdown against Texas. And he killed him through the air. And I just, I really, really don't trust us against mobile quarterbacks because what we're going to have to do is play some kind of contain with our defensive line. It's going to really affect our pass rush. So you're going to try to keep him in and rely on coverage. And I, our, we have been at our best this season when we get a pass rush to the quarterback, which eliminates the need for the coverage on the back end to have to hold for a very long time. And they just do their job for the right amount of time, which gives our defensive line enough time to pressure the quarterback. Unfortunately, if you get up to field too fast against Adrian Martinez, he's going to be able to run the ball on you. All of that said, Kansas State has come into Baylor, into Waco, to play against Baylor three times as a ranked team, including a time, Matt, where they came in ranked as the number one team in the country. And Baylor was not ranked at all. Yep. I was there and we ran them out of the building. Yeah. So I spent all day thinking about how Adrian Martinez was going to kick our butt. Just forgive me. No way Baylor you, was going to win this game before you move on. Um, who is the quarterback of that particular team? Uh, that would be, uh, God, what is his name? I, he's not anywhere near the game of football anymore though. Right? Like why would I need to remember his name? He's not, he's not an important figure. I think he's still coach. I think he's coaching. Coach, who would hire him? Um, Kansas State. I believe he's the offensive coordinator. Mr. <laughs> Colin Klein. The Colin Klein. Heisman. Heisman. Hopeful. hopeful. Klein. Yeah, he was going to win the Heisman until he came to Waco. So. Until he met Lake Seekstrunk and Nick Florence. No, Matt. Um, we're going we're gonna to make it four for four. Yeah, so. We are winning this football game, and we're going to win it by i'm gonna go with 17 points wow that's i like it i like going like 41 24 on this one see i think i'm i'm in agreement i'm just gonna go out and i'm not really go deep in this Baylor's gonna beat kansas state and my thinking is like they kansas state hasn't beaten Baylor since like in five years since like 2017 yeah this is this is a team that I, th- I want to say um, they beat us like the either the first seven or first nine straight times we faced each other after we joined the Big 12, and we and we still somehow have a winning record against them. Yeah, I mean, and the year that they did beat us was the 1-11 season where, like, everyone beat us. And that game was close. It's not like they blew us out as bad as Baylor was that particular year. Now, they did have a lot of close games, but – they had some rough games. Um, yeah, and I just think it's one of those things like Baylor, kids on this team, the guys on the team, there's not a – as good as Kansas State is, 
I think there's a kind of a mental like we're not afraid of Kansas State type of thing. Regard no matter what number you put in front of their name or what their record is. Yeah, absolutely. This is a team that you expect to beat. And I think I think Dave Aranda and Ron Roberts can figure out that offense and especially figure out how to confuse Adrian Martinez if he plays. And we have they have had experience um, doing the same thing to Will Howard. I think he's going to be more improved than than we've seen in the past. But I still think they can kind of do what they did to like Baron Morton and the Texas Tech quarterbacks is just give them looks that that uh, confuse them. Yeah, so, yeah, I think I think I think the Baylor defense has figured out how to turn the ball over, and that's a that's a key. And um, yeah, with that kind of ball hawking mentality, I think that's where we get our stops. And it could be a it's speaking of the Baylor defense, I think it may be a little bit of like a strength on strength because Kansas State does want to run the ball. They have a dynamic running back, and then Adrian Martinez is is dynamic himself running the ball. I don't know how healthy he is. But he does have like over 600 yards on the year on the ground. And then, of course, I think Duzvon is, is closing in on like um, a thousand yards himself. But Baylor has proven pretty good at, at stopping the run. They do struggle sometimes on the edges, on the outside, as um, West Virginia kind of exposed, and even Oklahoma to some extent last week. But I think playing at home just a different animal they plan on the road so yeah um they've been on I the think road with the blackout weeks, so. with the full crowd if we can get enough energy in the building which i think we will as fans that it's going to be a, a a hard place to play on saturday night so you got baylor winning and covering oh absolutely All two right. and a half yeah and i I'm, I'm of the mind like i thought the Kansas game, I was like, well, I think Baylor's going to win. We're going to win big. And I think it was a, a close, like, you know, one of those things, like, I think, and and I had the same idea for the Texas Tech game. I, we both were like, well, I think Baylor's going to, like, blow them out. I know we were kind of joking, but I still thought Baylor's going to win by several, um, couple touchdowns, and they won by more than that. So I have that kind of same feeling for this game. I agree with what you said. I think everyone thinks, like, this is a close on Baylor's side. Every podcast I've listened to isn't really giving Baylor like a lot of credit or a chance, like national college football podcasts. They're all like going, most of them are going Kansas state way. Um, one in particular was like, Baylor's not good. So <clears throat> I think um, that's going to be proven incorrect. righty. So that is basically wraps up the, the week for, um, the Big 12 and Baylor specifically. Did you have anything real quick that we that you're watching any different than anything different this week? Oh, man, you know, the World Series is over and <laughs> uh my Houston Astros reign supreme once again. Uh so everyone out there that's a hater can suck it. Um, that's all I have to say there. That's what that's where most of just like my my mental capacity has gone um, over the last few weeks. It's just so there's there's really not much better than playoff baseball, man. Um, so just super stoked for that. Um, wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I'd have to take your word for it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a special feeling. Um, 
I will this weekend. I think I like the game I'm most excited to watch is probably outside the Big 12 would be Alabama Ole Miss. Um, because okay. I just think it'd be hilarious if Alabama loses their third game. Um, and and Lane wins it. But besides sports, you know, um, over the last few days, I've watched uh, countless hours of Coco Melon, um, countless hours of Miss Rachel, which is a, a another show on YouTube. Um, because my son has had the flu and I've been at home watching him. So, yeah, uh, not much fun. I've I've not caught up on Andor. No, um, you got you. Goodness I know. Gracious. But uh, but yeah, so tons of Coco Melon and Coco Melon. Coco Melon, while you're alone, because my wife was out of town, alone with a baby with the flu, with Coco Melon on, it it's not, it's probably not hell, but it's close. It's it's. I don't know, it sounds like hell. Um, it sounds hellish. Yeah, it's close. It's very very close. But we're we're out of there now. Um, baby's doing a little bit better. Mom's back. Good, good. Not alone anymore. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. What about you? What, what, are there any other games you're excited oh, about? Anything else you're watching? Well, since you know me, I'm a, I'm a LSU supporter. Um, and it was a very exciting, exciting time Gooks last Saturday. And I saw, speaking of that, I saw, I guess it was SC network. They were using that whole, like, it's all wrong. They were doing like Jaden Daniels' name, but putting like the, you know, the EAUX, but they put it like after the J and after the D. And I was like, that's not how that works. Yeah, it was like Joden Daniels. And that's like, that's, you're doing this wrong. <laughs> it was, it was so bad. Um, did you, t- did you not tell me about the guest we had today? It sounds like oh, we have a guest. You hear my pod. guest? Yeah. Yeah. This is my, my dog. Uh, he's trying to get my attention. Does he? But of he's course, trying to let you know what his his game of the week is. Yeah, of course I'm watching Andor. You know, yeah, that's my thing. His game of the week is is uh, whoever Georgia's playing. Yeah, Georgia. He's a bulldog, so he loves he loves the bulldogs. Oh, this no. is actually no. The, I can I, I can tell you right now why he's so excited, Matt. Is because it's Georgia versus Mississippi State. It's his game. Oh, you're right. Bulldog on bulldog action. It's bulldog on bulldog on bulldog action. That's why he's so excited. All right. No, um, LSU Arkansas. I'm interested to see how they respond or after that big win against Alabama at home to have to travel to um, Arkansas. So I'm interested in that game. And that's other than and I'm I'm locked in on Big Twelve though too. So other than the Big Twelve games, that's kind of the only one that I have my eye on. Yeah, I haven't really cared. This is a um, it's an interesting year of college football where, you know, like Georgia is really good, but they're not so they're not so much better than everybody else. Clemson already has lost. Alabama has lost twice. Yeah. Nobody truly believes in TCU. Everybody's forgotten about Oregon. You know, it just. Yeah it feels like there's not a year where there's like truly just that, you know, elite team. This would be like the we had year to have like 12. When we had uh, what 2019 LSU, Georgia and Alabama last year, were just so far, so far ahead of everybody else. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't feel that way this year. 2020 Alabama was like, just so good. 
Yeah, you want to know another crazy thing, Matt, is we we all gave uh Kansas State crap for losing to Tulane. Oh they're, yeah, they're good. They're they're number 17 in the country now. Yeah. That's that's talk about a game to get the UCF Tulane game is a, a game that I'm excited about in the group of five. Because I mean that's I'm not gonna watch that, it. Gonna uh, there's, watch it. <laughs> there's big 12 games that'll be on at the same time. Yeah, but it's it's a game that I'm gonna try to keep up with. I will it, I will peek at the scores of that game i will i don't know i might i might that might be on the radio i may listen to that one because that'll probably be going no i'll probably getting into waco right when that that game kicks off so okay. we we may watch it at the tailgate um are you not gonna watch uh what so what's i would say oklahoma state that one's on espn plus what is the ESPN uh, U. no it's espn U. i was at espn U. Okay. espn plus is the kansas Texas tech game what we'll watch we'll see when we get out there we'll see what nick's into um but yeah i'm all caught up on andor and that's i will say anyone listening to this if you haven't watched andor watch it it is probably one of the best series of the year without a question i'm not fully caught up on it but i i I've seen the majority of the episodes that have come out so far. I think I'm only one or two behind. Um, this last one that came out was it's, it Wednesday. It's just flat out excellent television. It is. It's like, and they get like the one that just came out. It's probably the probably the best hour of television I've I've watched like this year, and maybe longer, but definitely this year. It's just so good. The acting, the writing, is just. Even if you're not a Star Wars fan, you don't have to be in the, into the lore like like we are. To, you can just that's what I like about it. You could drop the story and everything. I've heard other people say this in any other like genre or any other fandom anywhere, and it's just good storytelling. It could just be a regular. You could drop this in like just regular espionage story, spy thriller, and it's excellent. It does. You can take the Star Wars out of it. And that's what makes it just so good. And the story is just very compelling. And just, I can't say more nice things about that series. I love it's it so, so much. Yeah. And that's about it. All right. I have not been watching Coco Melon. No Coco Melon uh, has, has passed in front of my eyes uh, this week. Yeah. I avoid it. It's, it's the worst. Um, but we did it, man. We're uh, this was like our our most efficient yeah. pod. Which I will say this: when we do the like andor wrap up with with Peter, it's gonna be like two hours. That's long. gonna be a long. That's gonna be yeah. a long one. So yeah, we need to like conserve our time. Man, I I, I like to do longer ones um, on on home game weeks because then it gives me more to listen to while I drive. But I'll survive. I've still. Got I mean, you're gonna have to not listen to like several podcasts or so, like a week's worth of like locked on podcasts. I mean, I know they're thirty minutes, but. <laughs> that'd be a good that's a good few hours if you stack i miss together. i used to la- like the last couple of years i would listen to uh, at least a few times i would listen to some sour grapes uh, that oh, was yeah. kind of like my thing is me i would too. do like sour grapes our daily podcast and us and that would get me there i don't have that type of discipline to where like whenever like like our daily the our daily podcast it drops like i kind of like okay i'm gonna go ahead and listen to this now see I, I have to make a conscious decision to, to listen to it so, so like, but I listen to like a ton of podcasts, like college football and different things. And so like, I kind of pick and choose like, okay, I'm going to listen to our daily podcast now when it drops, I'm going to listen to splits on do now. Um, 
like solid verbal. I listened to that one like Friday or like Saturday morning or something like that. And, but there's few that I'm like, I'm gonna listen to this immediately. And so that's, it's but, never been hard for me to conserve because I, it, it makes the drive better. Now I will say I, this, I may, yeah. I may be able to listen to our daily pod before I drive because it makes the, it, having the podcast to listen to on the drive is great when I'm leaving at 6am because there's nothing to listen to at 6 a.m. Yeah. This week, I'll probably well, leave. Yeah, you have games on. Yeah, I'll probably leave at noon. So you have, um, I'll, have, I'll have games to listen to the whole way. You have Sirius XM? I do. So the best thing is like ESPNU channel does that like, it's kind of like, like Red Zone. Yeah, and they just it. switch back and forth. And they just like go into like, yeah, games that are live. Like they'll hop back and forth. And I do that here. Like even if I'm running errands, like in the middle of the day, like for, for away games. And like Baylor didn't play at two thirty, but I'm out doing stuff in the morning. I listen to that in my on my phone, and just it'll just pop around all the games, and it's it's a good listen because it keeps it interesting. But yeah, you guys heard it here first. I can't. What's it called? It's like is it CFP scoreboard or something? I can't it's, remember. It's called like um, I want to say it's some kind of name like Hyperdrive or something like that. I don't remember. Um, I'm going to pull it up on my little app. This is the I don't thrilling know. content. I can't pull it up. I'm not going to waste time doing that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Where can the people find you, Matt? So you can find me on, for now, on Twitter at uh, Matt underscore Workman. I don't know if you'll see my tweets because uh, I'm not verified, but I'm, they're there. Um, and you can find the podcast at the Baird in Pod on Twitter as well. Are you going to verify the the, the Baird in? So I asked a question. I said, "Should we verify it?" Part of me is I like, I don't know if how I feel about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I have, now I have like a negative connotation of people who do that who weren't already verified. And there's been like a slew of like parody accounts that are just horrible oh god it's so fun it's hilarious i mean it's just and i i shouldn't read like the updates from people who are like covering the whole like twitter fiasco but then i hear like reports from like these meetings and i'm like this is horrible it's just, i am it's such I am a good having thing. a really fun time like whenever i see a check mark now clicking on the account and then clicking on the check mark because yeah. it'll tell you because it like it'll be like it'll either say like this this account is verified because it's like an important or whatever but or it'll say like news this or... account is verified because it's subscribed to twitter blue and so like every time i see that i'm just gonna like hey they paid for a check i know like i just i don't think i could ever even just doing like the the podcast um twitter account i don't think i could pay for twitter yeah if you're buying it for twitter blue i get it because there are some benefits there. Like well, yeah, like the like edit editing. And, and I guess um, there's some like, they're going to even do more. Or I say they're going to. These are like claims made by the owner of Twitter um, that they're going to do like, you're going to get like something like, a, was it Premiere mentions or something like that? Like whenever you interact with someone else, like your your tweets go like to the top of their mentions. Yeah. Or something like that. But that's uh the edit button which i'm offended that they made that like a subscription product that it's a capability and they 
are holding it for paying <laughs> subscribers. That makes me mad. Your dog is going ape in the background. I, love I know. It. He's a spoiled I love brat. He's a spoiled brat. He's just talking like crying because he just wants me to pet his little ear. Mm-hmm. How about you, Joe? No, Where can they find treats. you? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter for now um, at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. Um, and yeah, you can find me on our daily bears. Uh, we did not have a watch party last week because we found yeah. out literally like 20 minutes before kickoff that, that we, that there was an issue with them displaying ESPN plus, um, we've been told beforehand that it would work, but something, something happened. In yeah. The background. I saw no, the, the no malicious intent there. Nobody's fault. I saw the tweet and then I was like, oh, cool. Then I was like, where'd that tweet go? Yeah. <laughs> I, I tweeted I saw out the follow the up like... account and then I went back and I was just like <laughs> deleting stuff. Um, yeah. but, but uh, yeah, this week there should be one. I won't be on it because I'll be at the game, uh, or I'm planning to be at the game. Um, but uh, yes. but yeah, there should be there should be one this week for those of you that are not able to make it to Waco for the blackout. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. Also, I am going to see Wakanda Forever this weekend too. I'm That's going what to I'm see watching. on Sunday. Uh, today is actually my wedding anniversary, uh, but since oh, it's Thursday with a sick baby, we're not doing anything. Um, but Sunday, we're going to go see uh, Banshees of Inisherin is what we're going to go see. I, saw, I finally saw the trailer for that, and that does look excellent. I cannot wait. Roger, let's get out of here. We're black. We're black and sick and bears. Sick and bears, Matt. Sports Social Podcast Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.